Today, we're going to continue right here in Acts chapter 5. Now, let me set the context and the, uh, the, the, uh, the tone of where we're going to be today so that you can fully understand what takes place in Acts chapter number 5. So to do that, let's back up for a moment to Acts chapter 4, verse 32 through verse number 35. Listen to what the Bible says. Speaking of that young, early church, it says, now the large group of those who believed were of one heart and were of one mind. And no one said that any of his possessions was his own, but instead they held everything in common. And the apostles were giving great testimony with great power to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and great grace was on all of them. For there was not a needy person among them. Because all of those who owned lands or houses sold them, brought the proceeds of the things that were sold, and laid them at the apostles' feet. Wouldn't it be amazing to be a part of a church like this? To where the membership of the church just had the common good of everybody in their hearts and in their minds. And if they saw a need inside of the church amongst the brothers and sisters, they were willing to sell property if need be in order to meet that need. I mean, what would it be like today, friends, if your car broke down and you didn't know how you were going to get from home to work or work to home or how you were going to make it to the grocery store or how you were going to pick up your children from school. You weren't sure of any of those things. And what would happen if suddenly your pastor called you on the phone and said, listen, friend, I want you to know that I know your car is broken down, but I've talked to some members of the church and we've got a car covered for you until... Uh, you're able to get back on your feet. Could you imagine? I mean, that would make you feel just uh, like you're a part of the family. And friends, let me remind you, that's what the family of God is. We are to come together. We are to meet the needs of one another. I'm reminded of the story of the pastor who at one time uh, he, he would pass the offering plate in his church. And this pastor had a habit once a year while they would pass the plate. He wouldn't tell anybody what Sunday this was going to be. But once a year that plate would be passed. And when it got to the back of the room and they would bring it back to the remembrance table, that pastor would say, we're going to pass the plate again. And this time, if you have any need and you are not financially able to meet the need, you take what you need out of the offering plate. And they say from that church that it, it never failed, that that Sunday there would always be more of an offering that day than any other day of the year. Friends, I'll tell you today, I would love to be a part of a church where the people just had the common good of everyone in mind, just to come alongside of each other and meet the needs of each person in the body of Christ. Now, saying those things, we have that in mind, and we come to this text now in Acts chapter 5. Because that's kind of the backdrop of what's going to happen here in the, in the life of a man and his wife na named Ananias and Sapphira. Listen to what the Bible says, Acts chapter 5. It says, but a man named Ananias. So you notice how, how all of a sudden, how, how this is juxtaposed to the uh, text before it. In the one text, you have this, this beautiful picture. Everybody's selling their goods. Everybody's giving uh, the, the, the proceeds to help the, the needs of everyone else. But there was a man named Ananias. You see how they're, they're at, at odds with each other. 
Now, now here's one thing you've got to remember, friends, is that never does the Bible command this. The Bible doesn't say that you have to do this. The Bible doesn't say that the apostles were teaching and preaching to those inside of their congregation. You've got to go sell all you have and bring it to the church. The Bible doesn't say that, okay? Now, we know that we're to be faithful givers, and that's what the apostles would have certainly been teaching during that day, just to be faithful to give. But some people were motivated. Some people were moved to sell their possessions and to give. Well, Ananias and Sapphira, it seems also that they were moved to do the same. Okay, now there's an issue. Listen to what the Bible says. There was a man named Ananias with his wife, Sapphira. They sold a piece of property. Nothing wrong there. They have this idea in their heart. Let's sell our property and let's give it to the church. However, here there's an issue that's going to arise. You see, when they sell the property, it's quite possible that maybe they sold it for more than they thought it was worth. Maybe they got the money in their hands and they realized, boy, that's a stack of money. We could do a lot with it. And the Bible says, however, in verse 2, Ananias kept back part of the proceeds with his wife's knowledge and brought a portion of it and laid it at the apostles' feet. Now, the issue is this. When he brings the proceeds to the apostles, what he does is he lies to them. And he says, this is what I sold the field for. So let's just say today that you had this idea in your mind you wanted to give to the church. And so you decide you're going to sell your house. And the entire proceeds, that which you make, you're going to give. And so let's say you sell your house and off of that you make $50,000. And you had this idea, I'm going to give that $50,000 to the church. But once you get it, you see how much money that is and you decide I'm only going to give 10000 to the church. Well, when you do that, what you've done now is you come to the church and where Ananias messed up is when he comes to the church, he hands it over to the apostles and he says, not I made $50,000. Instead, he says, I made $10,000. And so he presents it as if he has, he has come with this great deed in his heart and that he's giving everything over to the church. And in doing so, he's he's puffed up in pride, but he's kept apart back. Well, friends, you can't hide from God. God knows what you sold that property for. And so Peter immediately speaks up and says, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and to keep back a part of the proceeds of the field? Wasn't it yours while you possessed it? And after it was sold, wasn't it at your disposal? Why is it that you planned this thing in your heart? You have not lied to men, but to God. You see, if Ananias had come and said to Peter and the apostles, look, I sold my field. I sold it for 50,000, but I've decided to keep 40,000 to myself. And here's 10. There's nothing wrong with that. He would have been honest in doing so, but instead he comes in a, 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 with a falsehood, a lie, and the Holy Spirit knows is now brought to the forefront. It reveals it. And what does the Bible say when he heard these words, Ananias dropped dead and great fear came on all of those who heard. And the young men got up, they wrapped his body, they carried him out, and they buried him.
And there was an interval of about three hours, and then his wife comes in. So here comes Sapphira. She doesn't know that any of these things has happened, the Bible says. And so Peter looks at her. She, he says, Sapphira, tell me, did you sell the field for this price? And she answers, she's in on the lie. Yes, we sold it for that price. And Peter says, why did you agree to test the spirit of the Lord? Look. The feet of those who have buried your husband are at the door and they will carry you out. And instantly she dropped dead at his feet. And when the young men came in, they found her dead. They carried her out. They buried her beside her husband. And great fear came on the whole church and on all who heard these things. I, I love that last verse when it says great fear came on the whole church because here's the truth. I would venture to say that great fear would come upon the church if this happened today. Somebody lies to the Holy Spirit and they drop dead. And here's what I want to say to you. Here's the message to the day for you today. Friends, we don't fear God anymore. We, we just believe like Ananias and Sapphira, we can go on and, and, and God will never know. God will never say anything. It's no big deal. I can just, I can just sin, 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 and God's always going to send grace. But let me remind you, friends, the eyes of God knows everything you're doing. And, and friends, I would hate for it to cost you your life in order for God to show the world, make a spectacle to the world of what he does with, with those who continually sin against him and sin away the day of grace. And friends, I'm telling you today, there needs to be a healthy fear of God in your life and you need to realize he means business. He disciplines his children and he'll discipline you if you are his child. And so today, what you want to do is you always want to err on the side of holiness.